What is up, ladies and gentle nerds? It's your boy Graham, also known as Hamhox42, and today we are looking at Ikoria spoilers some more. And um, I want to have a moment. Yesterday they revealed a series. Um, they are bringing back a set called Ultimatums, which there were a number of cards back in the day. Um, I have to admit I haven't played with them myself, but they were called Cruel Ultimatum, I believe Brilliant Ultimatum, Vicious Ultimatum, etc., etc. And they were all cards that were three colors. They cost two mana of one color, three of another, and then two more. Um, and I believe that they all were the allied colors. So it was the allied color arcs, was the 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 the, uh, the shards, as they're known. Um, and what they did, they all had very, very powerful effects. So it costs seven mana, and it's color locked. So it's very specific, and it's tough to, tough to cast. But if you cast it, it has a huge splash on the game. All right, that's interesting, and that's cool. Well, they're reprinting that series so that they now have these three color ultimatums, which are kind of fun and interesting, and now they're leveraging the wedges, which is kind of a cool um, cool twist on it. So we're looking at different color pairs, or color combinations, color trifectas, that um, are going to be producing some really incredible effects. Also, if you're curious, this thing in the background is my attempt at uh, <laughs> proving the soundproofing by shoving a robe on a lamp. Yes, that is actually happening, um, but anyway, because we're trying things out, we're experimenting. Anyway, if you're curious, what the hell is that thing in the background? Anyway, so... The Ultimatum series, very interesting set of cards. They all very, very, very powerful. Great for Commander in those kinds of situations, but you have to have really intense mana fixing in order to pull it off. Well, today, I'm going to look at a card that, to be honest, I think is going to end up getting banned very, very fast. I think this card is incredibly powerful, and um, I think it opens up the... It is so powerful that it could be basically 7-drop you win the game. Like, it, in the right deck... And it's not even that hard to get to. And that card that we're going to be looking at is Emergent Ultimatum. So this is two black, three green, two blue. So Sultai colors, and those are colors that um, are already very powerful in Standard, um, as well as other forms. I understand that there's, um, you know, Sultai Pioneer decks out there, Sultai Modern decks, etc., etc. So it's a color combination that already didn't need a whole lot of help. Don't get me wrong, I love it. It's a very, it's a great color combination, but all the same, it's already very powerful. So what does an Emergent Ultimatum do? What's the big deal? Search your library for up to three monocolored cards. That's the only restriction. They have to be a single color. And then exile them. An opponent chooses one of those cards. You shuffle that card into your library. Then you may cast the other cards without paying their mana cost. Exile Emergent Ultimatum. So there are a number of things you can do with this. And basically, it's the idea is you pay seven, and your opponent has to. Um, you're then giving your opponent a puzzle, a riddle, and if they get it wrong, they lose the game. But if you structure that riddle correctly, no matter what they do, they lose the game. It's just a matter of how. And you don't even have to like you don't have to go that far. You don't have to think particularly hard to get to crazy shenanigans with this. Um, the one example that I've seen is omniscience. Like the moment you put omniscience in the pile, like you can do insane crazy things because you get the spells for free if these went to your hand or you could cast one of them or you could pay one of them without paying its mana cost and then you got the other for free that would all still be very very good but the fact that you get two of these spells absolutely for free is insane so just think about this heliod walking ballista right let's say i want to get that combo online now i understand in that situation we have to we have to deal with white but 
right now with Elysian Dryad and the Gilded Goose and Paradise Druid, like getting to four colors is not hard. So let's go ahead and assume that we're running in four color deck and I want to establish the Heliod Walking Ballista combo. If I want to get to that combo, you know what I need to do? I get Heliod, I get Walking Ballista, and I get a Diabolic Tutor. I wouldn't even use Demonic Tutor. I would use Diabolic just to be a dick. And in that situation, here's what they do. They have a choice. They can either give me the Heliod Walking Ballista combo and I can set it up immediately. Although actually, Heli uh, Walking Ballista is not the correct choice there, because if you're paying it without paying its mana cost, you won't get any counters. Instead, Triskelion. I've talked about this numerous, numerous times. Use Triskelion in that situation. It'll work just fine. So, Heliod, Triskelion, Diabolic Tutor. Then, what ends up happening is, so they don't, okay, there's something here they don't want to give you. Well, they're going to go ahead and take away, say, Actually, the, the best one they could take away is Triskelion, believe it or not. But let's say they don't. Let's say they take away Heliod. Well, the first thing you do, Heliod shuffles back into your library. Then you cast the Diabolic Tutor for free using Immersion Ultimatum and go get Heliod. Put him in your hand. Pay three. Boom, he's on the board. <laughs> and then you cast the Triskelion for free using Immersion Ultimatum. You're online. You win the game. Like, And that is... That's not even... Like, you don't even have to think very hard. The moment you throw a tutor into the mix, all of a sudden, you do just have all of them. And it doesn't become a question of, which one do I want to give my opponent? It's, which one do I want my opponent to have to cast? That becomes the question. That's vicious. Like, that is truly vicious. And the reason I say Diabolic Tutor instead of Demonic Tutor is because it's a difference of, like, $60, and the 4 versus 2 mana cost isn't going to be a big deal. Like, you're not going to care. Diabolic Tutor costs 4, Demonic Tutor costs 2, they do the exact same thing. Um... And since, yeah, since you're already going to, yeah, yeah, whatever. I mean, if you have the money, get Demonic Tutors in your in your deck. That way you can go fetch up Emergent Ultimatum cheap, cheap and easy so you can make sure to set it up. Yeah, it's insane. And that's like, and I didn't have to, like, I didn't have to work hard to get there. That is very, very easy. And there are also all kinds of crazy things with, like, Thassa's Oracles. And, I mean, I can already think of a couple combos that, like, the um, if I have a Sacrifice Outlet online, um, Kai's Ghost Form and Archon of the Falling Stars. That creates an infinite loop that I can Thassa Oracle win with. Like, this thing is gonna get broken. We're gonna see a lot. And with the ramp packages that are available in Standard right now, that also fix your mana, it's gonna be really, really easy to get up to this thing and really blow it out. So I suspect, like, this is one of those cards that I would not recommend buying. It is so good that by the time it's available in physical print, I wouldn't be surprised if it gets banned in at least one format. Like, this is going to be insane. Specifically, it reminds me of two cards that are both incredible, if you can, if they resolve, you win the game, kind of pieces. And that is Gifts Ungiven, which was originally printed in the Kamigawa block, where you search your library for four cards with different names, reveal them, an opponent chooses two of those cards, you put the chosen cards in, the, in your graveyard, the rest into your hand. And that way... It's, again, giving your opponent this kind of riddle, and this is a, Gifts Ungiven is a staple in Storm decks. That way you can fill crazy things up into your graveyard, and, um, you know, use something like Past and Flame, so then you can flash them all back, get the Storm counter up crazy crazy high, as long, you know, because you can leverage the cards in your graveyard. So, that's the idea with Gifts Ungiven. Incredibly, incredibly powerful. The other spell that this reminds me of is Tooth and Nail, which was originally printed in Mirrodin, where you search your library for two creature cards, and if you paid the entwine cost, so if you paid nine, which every single time you're going to, it's a really desperate situation where you don't entwine Tooth and Nail. Um, for nine, you basically search your library for two creatures and just drop them smack dab on the battlefield. Just boom, there you go. And it's one of those where 
90% of the time, like if I don't win right out, I'm going to win next turn because I take all of the, all the major bombs, all the big um, monsters that I have that are really going to help me drive this thing home. And they just, they give it to you. They're just right there. They're just boom. Well, Emergent Ultimatum gives you that, but in, in the case of Gifts Ungiven, I'll get this right one of these days. Where am I pointing? Right here. Yeah. In the case of Gifts Ungiven, you're looking at putting the cards in your hand. You put two of them in your graveyard, you get two of them in your hand, and your opponent has to choose. So, like, on the surface, that doesn't look super broken. It's really just busted in certain circumstances when you can leverage both of them well. So it's great in Storm. It's not amazing in a lot of other situations, but there are a few other combo decks that, like, okay, you can leverage it. You can do crazy things with it. Um, and there are ways to break it, for sure, no question. But the cards go into your hand. You still have to cast them after that. So you have to have the mana to not only resolve Gifts Ungiven, but also then follow up with it, you know, and actually do something with the cards that you've gotten. Tooth and Nail, um, you they go straight to the battlefield, but it costs nine, and you're limited to creatures. And so that fits within Green's... Um, that fits within kind of Green's purview. It, it makes sense for what they're doing. So... All right, it's, again, very, very powerful. You can put game-winning combos into play with it. So, yeah, it's, it's again, it's awesome. No question, it's a great card. But the limitations kind of make sense. With Emergent Ultimatum, you can't fetch up other ultimatums because you're limited to monocolor spells. But do you know how many amazing, game-shattering, monocolored spells there are in the game of Magic? <laughs> Thousands. So we're going to see this card shatter a lot of things. At the very least, it is it could be it is going to become the next card that you hold up counter spells for at the very least in your EDH games. Um I I, I can't tell you how important it's going to be to counter this thing before it resolves. Um cuz the moment it resolves, you are hosed. If you tap out and your opponent throws this, just concede. There's no point. Um, and actually, you are you would be kind of a jerk to make your opponent shuffle their entire library uh, before the next game. Um, although, if they cast an original ultimatum on you, I guess that's kind of fair. Yeah, so this card is going to be n nothing short of completely busted. Also, it's really fun right now. If you hop out onto Twitter, a lot of people are... Um, showing what they would grab with Emergent Ultimatum and like what kind of combos you can come up with. Some of them are really, really fun and interesting. And a lot of them are game-shattering combos. And you, know, you have the idea of like, I can put three amazing cards that can help advance my, my board state, or I'm going to give you the choices between one card that's just going to win me the game or a two-card combo that's going to win the game. Like, it's insane, some of the nonsense that people are coming up with this. And um, I have a feeling it's going to enable a lot of combos in Standard. Like, we're going to see a lot of decks that just ramp like a mother to get up to this thing and then just pop off. It's going to happen. Um, it's going to happen. It's going to happen a lot. So strap in. Like, I, I would be shocked if there isn't a competitive deck that, that runs this uh, before too long. The other thing that I want to throw out with all the ultimatums, Fires of Invention is still here. It hasn't gone anywhere. So this is just a 7-drop. In a Fires of Invention deck, having these in... Like, all of a sudden, actually, like, I'm going to modify my Fires deck so that I'm running Fae of Wishes again with all the ultimatums in the sideboard. Because those are phenomenal 7-drops that are going to be just ludicrously powerful. Um, and with Fires of Invention, the mana fixing isn't an issue. You don't care. So that's... Ooh, this has me scared. Like, this has me genuinely scared. Um... Yeah, like I know, and and again, I pointed this out yesterday with the, um, with the obelisk, uh, obelisk, 
I forget the name already. Um, anyway, with that, um, it's not obelisk. Um, anyway, with the artifact I was talking about yesterday, this is, the ultimatums also rare, not mythic. So we're going to see a lot of them strap in. They're not going anywhere. They're going to shake things up in a big, bad way. But then again, looking at Ikoria, there's a lot of stuff that's going to get shaken up in a big, bad way. And looking at the power level of this set, one of two things is going to happen. We are either going to see a meta where everything is incredibly powerful, but they're all equally powerful, and you just have these huge tit titanic battles between incredibly powerful decks. Or what we're going to see is a, a lot of things that are incredibly powerful, and there's going to be one example, there's going to be one deck that is the most efficient at getting to its power, and it is going to absolutely dominate the entire meta, and we're not going to be able to touch it. And I have a feeling Emergent Ultimatum might be a part of that package. So it could be wrong. We haven't seen all of the Ikoria cards, but I wouldn't be surprised if it is. So yeah, there we go, guys. This has been Emergent Ultimatum on Overthinking MTG number 64. Thank you so much for hanging out. You can find me over on Twitch, twitch.tv slash hamhocks42. I'm also available here on my YouTube channel, as well as anywhere you get your podcasts where you can find episodes like this. And uh, yeah, I will talk with you guys next time. Later.